What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an entrepreneur, as usual. He also used to consider himself the worst salesperson in the world. And now he's the, the founder of Mastery of B2B Sales. Please welcome my premier guest, Chaz Horn. Chaz, welcome to the show. Yana, great to be here. Thank you so much. So excited for a conversation. Me too. So this is something that I so okay. I used to, my my former life. I was VP of business operations and um, key accounts, and then when my late husband passed, then I had to go into the corporate world, which I really hadn't been in ever. And so I got into like B two B sales, and some of, uh, the last role was SaaS B two B sales. And so it's very difficult to be in sales. You have to have that personality, which you know, and like you, there are there. It's a skill set to to sell, especially in this day and age. I feel like. So I want to know your journey. Why you used to consider yourself the worst salesperson in the world, and what prompted you to start mastery of B two B sales? I consider myself the worst salesperson because I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, by the way, I am so sorry to hear about your your husband. I didn't realize that until you just said that. So, sorry for your loss. For your question, when I first got into B2B sales, it was a long time ago, decades ago. Oh, you, don't, you, don't look, you don't look that old for, for it to be decades. <laughs> you look very young. I spend a lot of time to try to take care of myself. The older I get, the more time I spend on myself. Yeah. But going back decades... Out of 119 salespeople, I was 119. I had zero, zip, not a sales. It was 100% commission. It was a cold call. And then after the cold call, I would show up in person. And if I didn't walk out of there with a check, I wasn't going to get paid. So without having any sales, I was the worst. But one night, my boss became my mentor when he invited me over for dinner, Ken Upton. And after dinner, he took me into his den. It's kind of like a setting in Hollywood where you have the, the, the teacher, the sifu, and the student with the fire in the fireplace. And he turned to me, he said, Chaz, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Yeah. Like, well, I know you're not making any sales. You're not making any money. Do you want to start making some money? I said, yes. He said, you can be. Those three words changed my life because no one had really talked to me and shown or believed that I had potential. Sure. So he said, you can be followed by the top salesperson in, in the company. But there's always that big but, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. But you got to follow the system. You got to follow the process because it's proven. Okay. So I followed the system. I followed the process 45 days later with someone from the outside believing in me, a mentor. Very important. Yeah. Uh, 45 days later, I went from 119. I wasn't number one, but I was number three. Wow. That's huge. It was huge. <laughs> that had to feel good. It did. It was one of those things. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, you believe you could do something? Then when you start to do something... It's like, I don't think I can do this. I, oh, yeah. I just interviewed someone about growth mindset earlier. And 
that mentor stepping in and believing in me and showing me the system and process gave me the guidance and direction and the encouragement and the challenge I needed. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, can we ask for everybody that's listening probably wants to know, what did you sell at that point? What were you selling? It was, it was, it was advertising. Okay. It was a little thing that went into your grocery bag at the grocery store. Oh, wow. Sold these little ads on there. I don't know if they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um. But th back then it was kind of, it was, it was popular. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fast forward. So in 2016, you took a leap of faith and you founded Mastery B2B Sales. So talk to us about where that came from and why you took a leap of faith to, to, to become an entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> I almost wanted to have a business and about five years after my first uh, sales job that I was just talking to you about. I I, I bought into a franchise, and that was back in the nineties. Okay, any exhausted, and I thought, man, if they don't get this done, the fire marshal will shut them down. Yeah, about a year into that, I was on the roof, four stories up, thirty degrees, three in the morning, covered in grease and chemicals. It takes your skin off the hands. I'm like, ah, I don't. I I'm, I almost fell off the roof. Yeah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. So lesson for everyone out there, starting a business, great. Yeah. But it's really important to start a business that you're passionate about and believe in it. So fast forward a couple decades and I had been a, a, a sales manager. And during that time, it was kind of like I became the Ken Upton in the salespeople's lives and I was able to help them see and realize their potential. That became my why. Yeah, the past pain where I never thought I had potential to now I'm in a place of leadership and I enjoyed it, but I didn't like managing people and I didn't like working for other people. Uh, so I finally um, step out of my comfort zone, paid someone 10K to help me create my offer and get my business off the ground. And there wasn't anything going to stop me because I was not going back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And so your passion is in b2b sales it is if you if you go below that yes yeah. because of my experience and my knowledge that's how i that's what my business is but if you go below that it's about my passion is to help people see and realize their potential okay because of my sales experience that's one of the way in my marketing too which i i, I learned a skill set along the way i'm able to help businesses see and realize their potential yeah um so that's why I started it, and that's what I do. And there's nothing better professionally that gives me joy than seeing my clients get that aha moment and then all of a sudden execute and then get a result and then have them send me a text or give me a, a, a video that I didn't even expect on social media saying, hey, Chess, help me do blank. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That is very awesome. So do you work with the the salesperson or the, the business is trying to sell? Right. The business is trying to sell to other businesses. So you're helping them with their business to business sales. Yeah. It's got, like any business. Yeah. You, it, I'm going on, it'll be seven years December. As you start to grow, you start to get additional offers. And sometimes it can get a little bit too com complex. And you're like, yeah, oh, man, I need to simplify this. So right now, when I first started, it was B2B consultants. They had an expertise. They could meet or exceed expectations. Yeah. But they didn't have a way to identify, attract people to them. That's marketing. Yeah, right. Mind. 
and then sales convert into meetings and then convert into clients. So I started out really small with, when I may say small, I'm talking about the businesses I worked with, typically one to 10. Okay. Now you said about salespeople and whatnot. So I still have this and I have a, I hate the word program. I need to get a better word for that. But I have a 12 week uh, training that I take them through. Yeah. It's one-on-one, there's mix and there's online or there's group training. And there's also access to my online training platform, but it's transitioned so that companies that are more established, I'm helping with some of their internal processes. Okay. One company I just uh, took on as a client four months ago, they implemented a scorecard to build the relationship with current clients for upsells and cross-sells. And they had an increase in sales by 120, increase in sales, $120,000 in May. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Exciting. We all celebrated. Yeah. That's got to feel good for you that you made such an it's impact. Mm-hmm. So, so I have like, things are so different these days versus they were like, you, you said decades, decades ago. Right. And so how does that translate into helping your clients master the B2B sales with all these different dynamics that we have, like social media, you know, online. I mean, there's just the, the landscape has changed drastically. So I want to know, like, because I remember getting the flyer in the in the bag from the grocery store. We don't see that anymore because it's all online. It's all virtual media right. All stuff. Right. Well, I no longer use stone and tablets to put my messages <laughs> together. <laughs> well, we know you're not that old. I mean, you look very, you look like you're 30. So, okay. <laughs> so there's there's been a lot of transitions. I think the biggest thing. In today, if you, if you go back, because we had the internet and then emails yeah. were really big and it's still around and very important to have opt-in emails. But I think the biggest thing today, as opposed to 90s, 2000, 2010, is companies are starting to realize that their marketing and their sales have to be in alignment. They have to work together and be congruent in because a lot of times marketing department, sales departments, they're at odds. Oh, yeah. They're fighting each other. It's the yeah. most ridiculous thing. Now they're starting to meet. It's still B2B. Businesses are still behind on this. Right. But the biggest change is when me, as a salesperson, when I realize, hey, I can market and people come to me as far as opposed to me cold calling and reaching them. Yeah. So with technology, with social media, with LinkedIn, typically is where I spend a lot of time, that and YouTube. It attracts people to you. So it changes the dynamic of the conversation because Dale Carnegie was no like trust. Typically, that was the sales conversation. You had to build rapport, do all these different things. Yeah. With social media and with marketing, they have a sense of knowing you, liking you, trusting you. And most important today in 2023 and beyond is they have a sense of seeing you as the authority. So that's yeah. the big difference for salespeople today when they have a marketing strategy that's proven that works in alignment with the sales process yeah i think that's the biggest and best change change that's happened in the in the last five ten years wow yeah i I would agree with that i like that so do you have like a specific example of a success story i mean you just said you did share that someone grew their sales over a hundred thousand but let i want to break that down a little bit more and talk about like when you got when they took you hired you as i mean do you consider yourself a consultant or not a a coach or what do you what do you consider it 
I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out myself because it's like <laughs> it's it's you know everyone's a coach. You know, yeah, you, everybody has a 22, coach. Twenty-two year old life coaches popping up each and every day, right? And nothing. Marie Forleo was a twenty-two year old life coach, and look at her today. Okay, yeah. so not taking away from them. So there's a lot of coaches out there, and I think that the the title has kind of been watered down. Yeah. So I do. Yes, I do coach my clients. And yes, I do consult with them. And you yes, strategize with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. Hey, we're still at the same time. Great mind, stick a line. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, maybe I'll be, I'll be a strategist. I, yeah. Because that's what I've, I've gone back and forth. But to, to your question, Deanna, with what I did with this company, they're doing, I think, two and a half million approximately. And they had a, they delivered, they exceeded expectations, but they, and this is what a lot of companies do. They, they're not getting the lifetime value with their clients that they could okay. because they're missing out on the way to communicate, to engage. So what we, I created with them was a, what I call the blue pass. Okay. We call it a set to pass because that's kind of like their name. Right. And it's. Breaking down when they start, okay, score yourself on boom, 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 boom. Okay. And then a month later, 60 days and 90 days later, and then every quarter after that, they're reviewing. Here's where you are when we started. Right. Here's where you, now, how would you score yourself now? Sure. Is there anything that we didn't do that you hoped I would have? Would you score us on a scale of one to five? Right. And so they're telling you, oh, a four and a half. Why not a five? So there's a list of questions they go down in the psychology. It's not, hey, could you give me a recommendation? They're telling you because you're reviewing what you've done for them and the results they're getting. So they're in a place where they're ready and ripe. If if there's an opportunity to help them additionally, sure. It's all about the intention to serve, to take them into a an upsell or a cross sell because they have a need. And they're communicating, hey, we have a lot of confidence in you. Right. Then you can simply take it to a next step. So by with that scorecard, which is part of a, a set to pass, they were able to get the conversations with decision makers they didn't talk to previously. Okay. And they had an open discussion. And they're like, man, you guys are doing a really good job. Yeah. Most people don't realize how far they come unless you had that conversation. Sure. And so they look, it's like, wow, we've come a lot further than we thought. And that's where it led to their, in May, $120,000 increase in sales based on the sales they get. And most of those came from upsells and cross-sells. Oh, that's amazing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So do you, these are all like inside sales people that, so the, do they have the whole team go through your program or do you work with just the leader themselves? It depends upon the size company. Okay. If, if I'm working with a B2B consultant, they may have a few people on their team, but they're administrative or a virtual assistant or something sure. like that. So I'm teaching them. I like, okay, if I, if I take out the established businesses and I talk to someone who's new or just a, a solopreneur, sure. typically I'm working for the fundamental. So they're building the founding documents with their sales process and their marketing strategy. That's where I start to get clarity. Yeah, right. And then with the companies that are larger, I may work with their sales team uh for instance i'm meeting with someone tomorrow a client and i'm meeting with they have two salespeople and they just hired two other salespeople 
and they helped. They wanted me to be involved in the process because they weren't doing assessments previously. And I'm meeting with them and we're working on the fundamental of sales. And then we're talking about how to incorporate marketing so they're not just banging on the phone. Because that's what they're yeah. doing right now is yeah. man, cold call after cold call. Those are our mind. <laughs> yeah. So anyone that tells me I love making cold calls, nah. either you're different or you're a little deranged. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, never I, cold calls, but I never enjoyed it. I did it because I wanted to get to a certain end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's better ways to do it than a, a purely cold call. I would agree. Yeah, no, I I was never a fan of doing cold calls, but sometimes that's what's that's where you have to start. Um, at what point? So at what point would a company that maybe struggling with their sales would reach out to you and say, "Hey, I need to work with Chaz. I've heard of mastery of B two B sales on Label Free. We're having we're like a little stuck in our sales process, and they don't know like what like." At what point would they reach out to you? Yeah, if you don't have a predictable way, let's, I call it Sunday. So this is when <laughs> Sunday turns into Monday in your mind. Yeah. Because you're thinking about the past week. And typically with the people I work with, the past week, they didn't have the clients coming in that they thought they would have. They don't have a predictable predictable way to fill their calendar getting referrals is great but yeah. it's not predictable and hope is not a strategy <laughs> so the sunday evening the weekend's ending they're relaxing and all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh i'm going into the week where is my next client going to come from if yeah. they don't have a predictable way to identify and attract people to them or if they're scheduling the means they're not converting those into clients right it's Attracting that I hate the word lead because everyone defines it differently. This is a qualified prospect. Decision maker, target market, see you as an authority, told you about a problem I have. That's a qualified prospect. And then converting that into clients. So attracting new prospects into your funnel and then yeah. converting those into clients. If you're not predictably doing that, that's when someone would reach out to me and I would have a brief conversation and I'd take them through an analysis and I use the acronym TABS, T-T-A-B-S. We could talk about that further, uh, but I don't want to get too far down a rabbit trail. But does that answer your question? Yes, it does. No, thank you for that. Thank you for that clarity. What are you thinking of? All, what do you think of all these different um, tools that people can use that they consider like sales funnels for that they can add to their website? And um, I don't know a lot about it, but I've seen like opportunities where you can add these different widgets to your website, which was kind of like a sales funnel. What do you think about that? Are you talking about AI, chat GPT yeah. type of things or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I have, <laughs> I I do a live discussion, audio chat on LinkedIn every every Thursday. And we talk about AI, chat GPT and sales and how to incorporate those. And one of the uh, people that joined me, he's creating what's called an autonomous agent. If you think about um, Gyrus from Iron Man. Yeah. I forget, I forget what the acronym stands for. Just an extraordinary something. Yeah. Iron Man would go out, save the world, and this autonomous agent, that's what they're they're called nowadays, he would create a new Iron Man suit yeah. and, and, and they would do this. So these autonomous agents, this guy will set up, it actually learns. So it's not your chat widget that can't really communicate very well. I've been in a lot of communications with my cable company with their chat widget, and it's just... Live person, live person, yeah. live person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. I understand. Yeah, been there. 
and, and, and well, yeah, it's very frustrating. So the autonomous agents that you deploy actually learn and you give it information. It's kind of like chat GPT, but it's in your website that people can, I'm not sure if that's what you're referring to. Yeah. But it can actually uh, take on sales and schedule meetings and go all sorts of different things. So anything with AI, if you're not incorporating it, AI is not going to replace you and your right. job, but it's the people who use AI yeah. will be head and shoulders above you and your business. Yeah. I so totally there's lots of anything you can use to get people's information. If it's on your website and it qualifies them, I think go for it. Yeah. Most definitely. No, I, I think that embracing AI as part of your business moving forward is a very savvy move. It's not going anywhere. And if you don't embrace it, you're probably not going to be very successful long term, especially as we step into this new era of technology. So that's my opinion. Um, one more question before we start wrapping things up. Now, if someone's like an outside sales, let's say they work for like career builder or some other like company and they're doing B2B sales and um, or they're out in the field doing something, would you have a, would your program be suitable for them? Yes, I I have maybe about. 15% of the people I work with actually invest in themselves to improve okay. their, their skill set. I actually created, with the help of ChatGPT, a sales skill test that's multiple choice that I give to people either within the organization or if I had a salesperson who, who wanted to take the test, they'd be happy to take it and they can see, okay, here's your level of sales. This is where you need improvement. Okay, that's cool. I love that. And so anybody that's listening that is maybe an investor or is in outside sales that are interested in investing in themselves and wanting to learn a little bit more how you can strengthen your sales skills, I highly suggest to uh, reach out to Chaz and uh, or at least take the test. Chaz, where can people find you, connect with you, and get access to that test? Yeah, so best way, um, first of all, if you just email me, chazhorn at chazhorn.com, that's the first last name at first last name. Okay. No dots, underscores, anything like that. LinkedIn is where I spend the most time. So just go to Chaz Horn and send me a message. If you view my profile and if you're in my target market, I'll, my VA will will set up and, and connect with you. Um, the other thing is if people want access to my, I do two live events every week. Uh, if they just go to b2bclientsnow.com, B, okay. the number two, bclientsnow.com. Um, they can get access and then I do those events each and every week and I do a Q&A session and I don't hold back. If you show up and you have a question, I'll answer it. I'll give you the information that's going to help you right then and there. I love it. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. I'm going to give you his email, chazhorn at chazhorn.com or his LinkedIn. Go ahead, reach out, connect them on LinkedIn. It can't hurt and work connections. We're, it's all about networking in this world, especially if you're in sales. Chaz, this is, a, this is a part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? This is a, two things, if that's okay. Of course. All right. First and foremost, you are where you are because of the expectations of the peer group you surround yourself with. Mm. So everyone think about that because if you surround yourself with people, I, I just, as I was saying, alluded to earlier, Deanna, I interviewed an Ironman athlete. She's a mama five. She's a TEDx speaker. And just having that conversation yeah. took me to a level because she has a whole different perspective. So 
if you want to get to the next level, invest in other people at the next level, surround yourself with people who are already at the place you want to go. And second, one of my favorite top topics is joy because mm -hmm. I didn't have joy most of my life. I was miserable because mm -hmm. I focused on all the things I didn't have and the things I had to do. So this is what I learned in the process when I was really sick in bed in 2020. Joy doesn't come from getting what you want. It appears when you appreciate all that you have and get to do. I started, hey, I can see, I can hear. And it was that gratitude went from, because yay, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It's like, yeah, okay, gratitude. But it went from head knowledge to heart knowledge when I started to really appreciate, hey, I have my five senses. I may not be able to get out of bed, but at least I can see, hear, you know, all those different things. So those are two things that if you apply that in your life, you'll get to the next level and you'll have a lot more joy in your life if you focus on what you get to do and all that you have as opposed to what you don't have and what you have to do. Oh, love that. Boom. With that note, Chaz, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing us, uh, sharing with us your journey through sales and becoming the master of B2B sales, no longer the world's worst salesperson. So we appreciate you. And I know you're going to bring a lot of value to whoever listens to this. Thank you, Deanna. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.